Couch Talk 2020 has been a crazy, crazy year. I'm here with my guest today to wrap it all up. The 2020 Wrap-Up Podcast Edition. Coming in 2020, we had President Trump being impeached by the government. He was acquitted. In January, we lost Kobe Bryant. In February, the World Health Organization called Corona a pandemic. In March, the death of George Floyd. We had riots all summer in different cities and states across the country. And then, of course, we had the election. President-elect Joe Biden will be the president. Just wrapping up 2020, I'm here with my guests, Sarah, Monty J, Noons, Mati. They've been on all my podcasts this year. Thank you guys for coming back. I appreciate it. First of all, happy holidays. Hope you guys had a very Merry Christmas. How's it going out there? Man, it's going, I'll tell you that much, man. It's going, right? It's been a crazy, crazy year. How you feel about it, Noons? It's been a crazy year up there in Idaho, I already know. <laughs> man, it's the longest, fastest year of all time, I think, man. But I think I say that every year. Maybe it's just because I'm getting older. But this year was a little different, I guess. Very crazy, crazy year. How about you, Sarah? Hey, I mean, I live in Florida usually full-time, so I think it's always crazy there. But 2020 was especially crazy. <laughs> Hamadi? Yeah, so I'm in L.A., and I thought it was crazy, but I would say it actually felt really slow. I didn't feel as quickly as I wanted it to. But that might have to do more with quarantine. That's definitely that's something I didn't mention. We all had the quarantine. Most of the states went on lockdown, um, except Idaho, of course. Monty J can tell us more about that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just getting back to Earth, man. I haven't been here in a while. so <laughs> Just getting back to Earth. <laughs> yeah, man. It's been a while since I've seen this. Um, and that's another thing, actually, that happened this year, too. Huh? Yeah, didn't the government come out and say there are aliens? Aliens do exist? That's something that happened in 2022, right? I don't know about all of that. 2022, <laughs> you in the future. We, listen, we're talking 2020. I don't know. I think the government came out this summer and said that aliens do exist. I think that happened this summer. They tried to sneak that under the rug. Yeah. Try to sneak that I under the rug. The they did do that, though. <laughs> Let's start there, since uh, we're talking about the government. You know that. <laughs> These are our beloved kings and queens. Um, King Mitch McConnell and Queen Nancy Pelosi and things like this. You know, these are our kings and queens. We can start there with how whack they've been all you know. <laughs> yeah, we're just talking about 2020. You know, the, you know, is that the thing that stood out to you the most? Yeah, that's Listen, Congress had a year like the New York Knicks, let me tell you. <laughs> like the New York Knicks. <laughs> it wasn't good. Uh, that's a good that's a very great that's a very great analogy (laughs) congress had a moment like the new york nick that is very very true no we're just here to talk about you know the most impactful moments of 2020 one positive one negative we could go around and talk about it one moment that stood out to you the most who want to start i'll go first i can say something i'm just going to start with my positive because Interesting enough, I was like, I've been thinking about this for like a while since you gave us the prompt, that's what I'm going to call it, and I kept coming back to more positive stuff, and I'm going to go with LA winning two championships, both the Dodgers and the Lakers, and hold on, I see the, like, the shakes and all that, 
I'm not a huge Lakers fan. I really did want LeBron to win another fucking ring. So, yes, I'm happy about that. And I'm an Open Days fan. But I didn't mind seeing the Dodgers win. But I think because of tough, I think, the year has been, being in a city where, like, the whole city's rooting for both teams and it just happened, like, the timing just was, what, October or December, November, I think, how playoffs ended up being. Yeah, October, October. It's October. Yeah, like, it was cool having something to look forward to. Like, I was in school, and, like, after class, I'd be like, oh, let me catch the game, you know. It was, like, a little bright line, and having both teams win it in this same year was pretty dope. And I feel like this goes hand-in-hand with what we had just started talking to about before, which was... um, a big death, which I don't know if one of the gentlemen or Sarah wanted to take over talking about that. Yeah, no, first of all, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Of course, you know, that was a big tragedy that happened January 26th. I believe we all remember exactly where we were when that one happened. I was actually on my way to church and I just got an alert from TMZ. That was a crazy moment. So for the Lakers to win it in 2020, I think that's, you know, something that rightfully happened. The Dodgers winning it, I'm not here for that at all. I'm not I'm definitely not here for that at all. Salute to the Dodgers for the, winning the World Series for the first time since 1988, but I'm not here for that one at all. <laughs> well, I don't want to just just gloss over that like it was just like everything. When did you start going to church? Was it 2020? <laughs> <laughs> I've been going to church. I just keep it under the table. I keep it under wraps. Okay. Okay. Get my soul clean. Okay. <laughs> She took one of mine, but that was the worst moment of my years. The Dodgers were in the World Series, man. That's no freaking joke. Like, I felt bad for my mom. I felt bad for myself. I felt bad for all of the city. The city of San Francisco felt bad. Yeah. But the Lakers, this is the one year I didn't give them any grief or any beef. So that was a fun moment to watch. It was something different. Yeah, um, me and Noons gave them eight months of, you know, non-slander. Eight months is up, Laker fans. Let you know it's up. We enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> we back. We back full throttle. We back full throttle. We hating on everything. <laughs> How about you, Sarah? What's it up you, to you the most? Oh, man. Yeah, the, the positive, I think, it. the shining light was definitely LeBron getting, getting the nether ring. <laughs> I was stoked, especially in Miami with all the Heat fans. Woo! I was hype and nobody liked me and I'm totally okay with that. (laughs) What stood out to me, man, seeing people come together, like whether it was feeding the healthcare workers or whether it was protesting, seeing people come together for the most part made me very happy. And I was semi-shocked because that's usually not the American way. So I would say that probably stood out to me the most in 2020. Yeah, I mean, I think the death of George Floyd sparked that. Everybody coming together, um, seeing that brutal murder on, you know, whether it was YouTube, the news, whatever outlet you're watching it on and seeing people, you know, standing for a cause, knowing that that wasn't right. And people just protesting, riot, arm locking, kneeling all summer. I was out there in the heat all summer, 100 degrees in Cali, kneeling on the pavement, knees burning. But, you know, that's something that we had to do. We had to do it. I also appreciate people coming together, you know, supporting black lives and um all the lives out there you want to talk about like a impactful moment is just like in general i felt like either negative or positive you can look at it both ways is just um 
this year allowed you to see where a lot of people stood on a lot mm. of different a lot of different <laughs> issues and things of that nature. And um, to me, it's a positive due to the fact that now you know where people stand on things and you can make a full whole and fair judgment on what it may be, whether politically or racially or, you know, in sports, I guess. I mean, if you want to talk about sports, like in general, but like, you know where people stand, but at the same time, that's like a, a sad moment because you see where, yes. people, because you see where people stand. So I would say that's an impactful moment. And that didn't just come from one event such as George Floyd, but an election year or wearing a mask or getting a, getting a shot or whatever it may be. It feels like every issue that we talk about, a strong feeling towards it and people aren't really scared to uh, share their thoughts and feelings on it so you know where people stand and uh, I guess that could be a negative or a positive depending on your Big facts. That's super fact right there. Seeing, uh, I know I lost a lot of people on social media in real life. Some friends had to go but hey, it's something that just had to happen. A lot of people, you know, we kind of knew their um, personality and knew their character but yeah, they showed out this year and so this year we had to just mm-hmm. cut them off. You were kind of quiet over there, Lamont. <laughs> yeah, man, I think all that stuff happening this year was a, you know, it was definitely an ugly positive. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just gave us an opportunity to really see where people stand. It really gave us an opportunity to see how far we're not advanced socially as a country, as much as we like to think we are. We're really not that advanced socially. We're not even that advanced as people. Like I say, we still wait at red lights. So as far as I'm concerned, we're really further behind than what we think, neither here nor there. But this just really showed that, like, socially, we're not as together as we think. Sure, we do see moments of unity when we see things like George Floyd and we see certain things that happen and Breonna Taylor and these things. Yeah, we see flashes of unity. I think we also see how easily that unity could be subverted, whether it's with masks, some people believe in it, some people don't believe in it, whether it's the vaccine people, some people believe in it, some people don't believe in it. And while I'm talking vaccine, let me just stop here because I got to get it off my chest. Uh-oh. <clears throat> because I say it all the time. No one's probably hear me say this often, and it's just common sense. First, does anybody here really believe in this vaccine before I start my verbal attack on those people who believe it as in do i believe it works do i believe of its functionality do you believe these people that claim that they have your best interest have the vaccine figured out all the people with no mustache by the way <laughs> lamont's always talking about this mustache I'm done. <laughs> okay i would like to say that the way i see it is i do think scientists know science and they know what they're doing and vaccines are not a novel concept this vaccine in itself is novel but obviously it's a new strain that they're trying to combat but i do believe in i guess if a government actual like employee was doing it like who produced it no i wouldn't believe it but isn't it scientists who are coming up with this vaccine? Answer to your question, yes. I do believe in science, and I do believe that this vaccine... Well, watch this. No, I'll believe in science, too, because 2 plus 2 is 4, no matter where you go. So I do believe in science to a degree. But at the end of the day, the people who pay those scientists are expecting the results that they're expecting. If you catch it, you catch it. And at the end of the day, it's hard for me to believe in certain scientists because I understand the split within the scientific community. It's like any other community. Like You have those that want to do good and you have those who want to do bad. And 
at the end of the day, you mean to tell me that independent scientists figured this out, but y'all don't got independent educators to figure out education? Scram. If you ask me, you can scram. You got this beautiful vaccine that you claim is like so helpful for the people, but California still has a water drought. And then they want to tell you because they can't take salt out the ocean. But you got the vaccine. Yeah, okay. Scram. Okay, you still haven't figured out the basic. But there's different of scientists to, that deal with these different fields. The obviously, like well, scientists that deal with vaccines do different, focus differently than water and ocean and salt in California drought. Like we're yeah, talking but, agriculture. But a, okay, well, shut up. But as a political scientist, and these politicians should be political scientists. You should know a little bit about agriculture, the water, taking some. You should know a little bit about certain things, certain disciplines to bring it all together to make an effective and informed decision on the back of experts. Okay? So, as far as I'm concerned, these people haven't even figured out the most basic things, and we want to trust these people. I mean, you still ain't even figured out a way to give every child in rough neighborhoods a, a book for every class, a fresh book. I That's mean, like 20 years ago. But you have the Does Flint still have clean water? <laughs> That's the point I'm making, right? You make valid points. I don't disagree so, with you. Why do we want to trust people on a vaccine and these same people that we trust, King Mitch McConnell and King Donald Trump and Queen Nancy Pelosi and all these people? You know, why do we still want to trust these people if they have failed to give us the basic things? And now we want to trust you to stick something in our arm. And let me tell you, these people go as far as trying to put it on TV. This is idiotic, and I just really hope the American people don't fall for it, and I really think that uh, the American people will fall for it, but it becomes a social pressure. Sorry. <laughs> and I get it, because we don't want to think that these people are doing wrong. I don't want to think that neither. But at the end of the day, why would I believe that you got the answers for trigonometry figured out and you keep failing pre-algebra? Hello. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> is your problem how fast they came up with the vaccine? My problem is everything because you're trying to tell us that you have a vaccine, something that works, and you're trying to present it a certain way. And that's fine. And I want to get behind you. But you have failed to bring the most basic things to life. Why would I believe in your ability to do trigonometry when you have failed me and you have shown me that you have an inability to do pre-algebra? That would be not wise on me. Right, not to say you don't have the intellectual ability to do trigonometry. No, I believe you. I believe you can do it. But why would I believe you could do it and you can't even figure out the basic formulas of pre-algebra? And we haven't even figured out the basic thing. Like now, all of a sudden, you care about healthy and safety and cleanliness when you never cared about homeless people. And it's not to say homeless people are dirty, but once again, they have a higher percentage to live in unsanitary conditions because of their living conditions. Never even cared to figure that out. But all of a sudden, you got some shit that's sticking millions of people's arms, and it's right. Scram. Okay. I just have one rebuttal. I don't even know it's a rebuttal, but more of a because I feedback. I think the reason why this vaccine was done and why, like, all the other issues that you addressed haven't been resolved, it's because of money. Like, Whose pockets are getting hurt right now because of COVID? Like, Don't start me on the money train. I'll get going. <laughs> Thank you. Jump in at any time, Sarah. I'm just saying, there is more of an incentive and way more at stake for people to start trying to find a solution. 
And I also think it's not just a national thing. Like, yeah, a problem is national response, but like COVID hit a lot of countries. Like it wasn't just the U.S. Like we're talking Mexico, South America, Antarctica. When have we ever cared? This is what it is. It's just comments. When you fail to care about the well-being of anybody, then all of a sudden you show up caring, acting like you care about the well-being. It's my job to question that because you've never gave a shit. Now all of a sudden I'm expecting that you give a shit. Like I said, I'm not the brightest dude on earth, but I'm far from a dummy. And you still ain't figured out education. And we still wait at red lights. This is goofy. We still ain't figured out a way how to localize farming and things like this. This is goofy. We still have a food production problem in the United States. This is fucking goofy. But all of a sudden, you want to tell me that you have a vaccine? Some shit that's like, we have to go, like some educated people have to put this shit together. And you idiots ain't even fucking figured out the school with the babies and education. Or, 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 you just really don't give a shit to figure these things out. So, what is it really? Because moving here, moving into 2021, there needs to be an awareness. And if you're not aware of certain things, it's to my belief, you, you know, you're just not going to make it. And idea behind the vaccine. I get all of this. I get that this was a global effort, but fuck, so is work hunger. That's been a global effort for how long? We still ain't got that figured out. So it's these basic things that you're going to miss me with. To me, I may be stepping my boundaries here, but fuck it, we're going all in. This shit was a 2020 was just a testing ground to see how stupid the American people really was. It was a gauge meter to see how blind and how far can we go in feeding them false facts before anybody steps up and go, hey, some shit is just common sensely just out of whack. How far can we go? And we see this from our kings and queens in government. We see this from false news in the media. We see this from goofy stories killer bees and killer clowns and killer aliens. We see goofy things. And it's how far can we push the American public? How stupid are they? And piece by piece by piece, you're going to know the plan is complete when everything you believe is a lie. Go figure. But you ain't going to even know that this shit's a lie because you believe it. Because it's designed for you to ingest it in such a way to where, I mean, the human body, I'm not going to break it down because I don't want to get too deep into it. But the human body is so much like a machine and if we don't understand our powers within our own processors, we can easily be taken over and controlled by someone else's ability to understand our processors. And if you understand technology and coding and hacking, then you get what I'm saying about how easy it is to take over someone else's machine. They don't understand the power of it. And this is what we're seeing. These people have done a beautiful job. You know, these social scientists, these political scientists, they've done a beautiful job at convincing people that they do right when they do nothing but wrong. And as far as I'm concerned, we haven't learned by now, and I have to end it here. If you still trust a man with no mustache, <laughs> I'm going to give an asterisk to the people who can't grow it, because some people can't grow it, right? <laughs> but <laughs> look, at, look, at, look at news. <laughs> the record shows. No, but, no, but, but the record shows that we've had very little presidents people in public office that have mustaches and that bothers me that concerns me <laughs> well i <laughs> that is so funny he always says that and that's hilarious but i think you know it's a positive and a negative but definitely the pandemic and covid is definitely a negative you know have to go on lockdown but we do have to give a shout out to you know, all the scientists who sat in those you know labs for all hours independent scientists okay, okay independent scientists independent, you know fuck you <laughs> 
we're here. The world has been on an attack against independent people forever, and I'm about sick of it. The world doesn't like no one that's independent, and we see it. Let me tell you, I just seen a beautiful story of Ace Hood's wife. I don't know if y'all know who Ace Hood is. If you let me tell it, he's one of the top rappers that doesn't get his credit, and he doesn't get his flowers, so I'm giving his flowers and his credit right here, right now. But since he left the industry and went independent you know he stopped receiving plaques and things like that even though he was still putting together millions and hundreds of millions of streams and his wife recognized his hard work his diligence and got him a plaque made but that just goes to show that the world doesn't respect independent they don't respect independent journalists they don't respect independent writers they don't respect independent scientists independent thinkers they want all of you guys to fucking think alike in one little box or a little triangle depending on the position they want you to play but they want you all to think alike and so when you're independent, it speaks different. It speaks value. And independents should be credited more. They should get a lot more roses because at the end of the day, those are the real thinkers of the world. Those are the real people putting this shit together. It's the independent doctors, the independent nurses, the independent scientists, the independent teachers, schools that are independent from playing in the realm of federal education laws and things like that. It's the independents that really make this shit go afloat. It's independence that this country was built off of. And somehow, some way, we lost our independence and started depending on, you know, different things. I'm not going to get into the different things that we depend on, but we need to get back to a sense of independence because that's the American way. God bless. I think a lot of people actually became independent hustlers this year, right? A lot of people lost their jobs. Everybody had to, you know, turn to a different type of grind. And um, I, th- I know a lot of my friends became independent when they started making designer T-shirts. You know, they started making different type of things and start selling them on the street. So I want to give a shout out to all the independent people who came up with a side hustle. Um, hopefully they keep those side hustles to get it back to work as well. Let's switch sides. Let's go to the negative. What's the biggest negative thing that happened in 2020 worldwide in you guys' opinion? We didn't storm Area 51. (laughs) (laughs) When we find out about aliens, we didn't storm Area 51. (laughs) Let me tell you, these people are pussy. I thought we were storming this shit, and I was out there. I think that was this year, yeah. That long. That was, yeah, that was this year, huh? It's a lot that happened in 2020, I'm telling you. I also forgot Harvey Weinstein was convicted in 2020. Uh, You had the Australian uh, wildfires in 2020. It was a crazy year. So let's hear from you guys. Kim Jong-un was dead for about a month. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That was crazy as well. He He died, came back to life. I still don't know where that stands at. I think I stopped watching that article. I stopped reading. reading, reading he, was in his, he was in his pleasure holes, what they called it. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is, noon. <laughs> it was him locked up with 120 virgins for a month. That's what he says. Oh, wow. Is that a factual story? <laughs> this is a factual story. Go Google it, man. That's <laughs> crazy. See, 20... 2020 has been a crazy year. We can't even keep up with all the stories. That's how <laughs> that's how many stories it is, right? You can't even keep up with all the stories. What's the biggest negative for you guys? Anybody feel free to start. I mean, there's so many of them, right? Uh, by far, by far, the mamba going down. I'll be honest with you. You can say what you want. I don't give a shit about nothing else that happened in 2020 because somebody know what happened to the mamba. I'm going to leave it there. Somebody knows something. Somebody got answers for me. I probably should start with LeBron. I feel like he's up to funny business with his lifetime contract with Nike. Oh, no. I don't give a shit. Oh, that's where we're going? That's where we're going, Lamont? (laughs) That's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. 
I don't know where everybody else is going. I tend not to do what other people to do because they just follow people that got vaccines and no mustaches anyway. I'm not going that way. So I'm going a different way. But yeah, by far, the Mamba, Kobe Bean Bryant passing away, him and his beautiful daughter, another beautiful family, two more beautiful little girls. That is by far the most tragic thing. One, the families involved, horrible, right? Like, I don't want to just shed light on the superstar. I mean, that's fucked up for families. Like, I think there was, like, a mom, a dad, and a daughter that passed away. I think they only have, like, one living member of that particular family, which is, like, an older brother or sister or something like that. Two, yeah. Yeah, uh huh. There were two more girls outside of Kobe's daughter that was on there. So, right, like, we're talking about children. And then we had, like, another mom that was on there who was, like, a coach or a trainer or something like that. And she also had family that was left behind. And then, obviously, right, like, Kobe is Kobe. And his impact to the world, his impact globally, that's not to undermine anybody else who passed there. But, I mean, Kobe dying, man, that affected not just a sports fan, man. I think it did a dent in the business world. I think it did a dent in the world overall. We could sit here and underplay his accomplishments as much as we want to. You'll probably never see another NBA win an Oscar the way Kobe Bryant did, okay? Not as fast after his retirement as he did. And Kobe probably actually, like, worked for that, not just paying for it, because everything can be bought with these scumbags. But by him going down like that, it just solidified a lot of things for me. One, uh, multi-millionaires and billionaires don't die in this type of fashion. That's fishy business to me. And then you want to say... It was too foggy. Okay, that's fine. It's too foggy. Whatever. Why would you let the Richard dude fly in all this fog? Where is the black box? All these other things. Not to mention, the day before he passes, I can't make this shit up. Go Google it. There was a diced up snake on Philadelphia 76th floor the day before he passed. What the fuck does a 76er got to do with a diced up black snake? And I know people are going to say that don't tread on me. That's how they get you. But... Once again, I told you this shit was a test on American public stupidity. How much can we hide in plain sight and just go right over their face? They're so stupid. This is how King Mitch McConnell and his people look at us. And by that happening, I mean, I really think we took a large whiff of imagination away from the world. And the reason why I say that is because we can sit here and say more than an athlete all we want to. Man, listen, a lot of you athletes aren't more than an athlete. After your career, you're going to go into commentating like every other athlete. Nothing special to you. No disrespect. But with Kobe, I mean, this is an individual who spoke multiple languages. This is an individual who was worldly. This is someone who actually, you could see the heart and the passion that he had for other human beings. You could see it in his actions. You could see it in his work. Furthermore, like I think his passion and his grit and having the money to go into a business space and play that entrepreneurial game, man, I think that we just seen a lot of inspiration taken away from the world and the things that he was doing over at Granity Studios and with his books and the plans that he had. I mean, I remember when he was first talking about it years ago, I'm thinking, shit, this shit is going to be like the new Pixar. Like, because not only does he have the creativity and the ideas, he has the money to fund anything that he's thinking. So there's an added layer to specialness and things that he had going on. You know, he had his Mamba Academy, which I was big on because a lot of these basketball players coming up, the youth, they don't want to play defense. And Kobe understood that. And he knew, let me take it upon my own shoulders to teach these people how to play the game of basketball right. And we was going to see those basketball players reach professional and collegiate levels as years had went on, right? And he already had players that, 
be right that uh, one girl that plays at Oregon or wherever she plays at. Oh, yeah, she got drafted by the New York Liberty. See, so we see his impact in, in, with his Mamba Academy and just the different things like that. That is by far the worst thing that could have happened to the world. And we can say what we want, but the world mm-hmm. ain't been right since. No, she definitely, yeah. No, after Kobe went down. Yeah, no, definitely, you know, the Kobe was a huge, huge negative of 2020. I'm going to just give my... Somebody know what happened, so We ain't going to just gloss over it that easy. Somebody know what happened, and I know somebody know what happened, and I'm not going to get into it because this ain't the right platform for it, but goddamn it, somebody know what happened. And LeBron, I thank you for bringing the championship and all this beautiful shit, but outside of this, on, on, on some man-to-man shit, I think you know what happened. Okay, we're not going to speculate. We're not going to speculate. Or, or, or you got some ideas or some people you can point me in their directions or something. But somebody knows something. That's all I'm saying. This shit is goofy. Okay. And we got to stop allowing goofy shit to just be glossed over and glanced over because it's like we just accept it with no questions. And then it happens again to another one of our greats. But we just accept it. And I mean, fuck that. Fuck that. Sometimes you need to be social pressure to investigate deaths a little bit fucking more. And this is one of them. We should investigate a little bit more. Because the last time someone of this financial magnitude went down, it was the son of a president who you guys also fucking took out, which I don't fucking know anything about. But shit like this needs to start being fucking looked at because we want to sit here and get caught up in the day-to-day. But what you don't realize is the same way independent scientists, thinkers, writers, and all these other people are getting whacked off. They're whacking off the people who agree with that ideology that are more famous right in front of our face. We do nothing about it. We say nothing about it. And at least speaking about it and putting that awareness there, it makes people think twice about what they're going to do. Like, if I tell you someone's going to come and kill me at a certain time, the chance of them doing it is a little less because now the spotlight for me to be killed at the time is there. But let's not get into all of that. It's for a different day. Yeah. But let's not get into the, specu- <laughs> the speculation part. And it's I- not speculation. <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to give mine. Mine is just uh, the no justice for Breonna Taylor. I was really, really into that story. I was really following that from the get-go. I thought it was like a going to be an open and shut, you know, scenario where, you know, officers officer gets charged, you know, do serve a no-knock warrant. They come in, they start shooting. I know the boyfriend said he shot first, but, uh, you know, a young lady died, Rhonda Taylor, and I just knew that they were going to charge officers. So seeing no justice and none of the officers being charged and also the way the case just played out, charging them for shooting into another apartment, but not shooting into Brianna Taylor's apartment is for shooting Brianna Taylor. It was just the whole scenario was just a terrible tragedy and seeing it play out like that was just terrible. So that was my biggest negative of 2020. Sarah, news, Marty? I can go. Man, I can just build off of what you guys are saying in general. I think, uh, to me, at least what stood out to me the most, maybe it's been like this forever. It really has, if you look back at history. It's just like the normalization of like uh, death in our, in our world, right? Uh, people are quick to find excuses for the reason why someone died instead of just like taking a moment to think about the value of someone else's life. I mean, we talk about Breonna Taylor, like it's people were so used to, uh, like quick to make an excuse of why she got killed, not like that she got killed or George Floyd. Like it wasn't about that he got killed. It was like the why he got killed. Or we look at COVID where people don't want to wear masks and if someone dies, they had to die because they had pre-existing conditions or whatever it may be. It's not the fact that they are dying. It's just like there's always an excuse and like people have no remorse for it. And I think the lack of value of human life is something that, like, at least really stood out to me. 
But I think if you go back and look at history, it it's really not anything new. It's just like something to me that like personally stood out, I guess. Definitely. Thank I you. I definitely agree. That. Definitely. Yeah. I totally agree in that it's like, if you look at history, it's right in front of our face the whole time, you know? But once you're aware of it, you're hyper-focused on it. So every time something like this happens, whether it's a COVID death or whether it's Breonna Taylor or whether it's somebody else or in another situation, or even if it's Kobe, oh, well, he died because it was foggy outside. There's always some sort of reasoning. We always have to find some sort of reasoning. And I don't know if that's just like humans' inability to just value life or think about it or want to think about it or if it's our just innate nature to try and like reason why things have to happen there has to be a reason for everything right and that's what we think but I totally agree with you Nunez that that's become even more apparent this year definitely become more apparent Madi I'm gonna say this though go ahead I was disappointed in the NBA and I love the NBA but I was disappointed I'm gonna tell you why and let's Talk about it because I'm sure there's different views on this, and I love talking about this one. So I'm trying to figure out if my view is right on this, but I'm disappointed in the NBA because I felt like with everything going on, they should have opted to sit out. Now, I get it from the perspective of they still have a job, they have bills. I get all of this shit, but I just feel like the NBA blew it. I feel like the NBA, LeBron, CP, all these other people, whoever came up with this, choice to continue to play throughout the social justice thing that was going on, I feel like they did a huge disservice to the movement and to the moment. I think by opting to play and take any little bit of focus away, because at the end of the day, all you need is a little bit. You know, like if you understand anything about manipulation or how to get anyone to do anything, fuck it, I told you I'm telling a lot of shit here. You know, all I got to do is get you to think about it even a little bit. And that one slight thought could be the could be the angle that I could stick something in and pry the rest open. All I need is a little bit. I don't need a block. And by the NBA choosing to really sit out and go, no, we're sitting out because of this, that would have did a lot more to the moment, to the movement. I think it would have done a lot more for those who – subscribe to the thought of man i watch my sports to escape social issues so i don't want i think it would have done a lot just by them choosing to go you know what we got covid we got brianna taylor and george floyd we got a short season we planted a bubble let's just scrap this whole thing and let's show the world that sometimes we got to just take a step back go without a couple things to get our things together and then come back stronger better with a more fresher and clear head I think that would have done values for the country because NBA is a global brand. It is a world sport. It's popular in our country. I think it would have spoke values. And who knows? It probably would have got the people in Washington to look at it the same way. Like, hey, shit's already fucked up. We're already sitting at home. It's a perfect time to take a timeout, to take a pause, and really evaluate a couple things and how we are, what we want to do, and how we want to be, and then move forward. But the NBA... I'm very disappointed. I understand that you guys wanted to play to put names and sayings on the back of jerseys. Once again, I'm not here for symbolism because I just talked about symbolism and people think I'm goofy with the snake being diced up on the floor. Once again, symbolism is what these people use. But I'm not with that. I'm not with a symbolic message. I'm with real action. I don't care about, oh, let's say her name on the back of the jersey. I know the best way to say her name is to stop fucking playing. I, I'm not with this whole 
group economics on the back of the jerseys. Hey, listen, the best way to practice is the NBA. Y'all fucking stop fucking working the rest of this year, go in the community and practice real group economics. You want to have group economics on the background, but y'all got hundreds of millions of dollars sitting in any given locker room and still y'all collectively don't even have your own Nike. You collectively don't even have your own Gatorade or is this part of your contracts that you can't create these side endeavors as non-compete clause? I get it. I'm in bad deals too at times. I get it. But let's just come out and tell the public what's really going on. So we know what angles we should take, shouldn't take, why you're doing certain things. But the NBA did a huge disservice by choosing to play the NBA season. And I never want to see that again because at the end of the day, had they chosen to sit out, it would have had a ripple effect. I think we would have seen it in baseball. The NFL would have did it as a PR statement, so we don't really give a shit about them anyway. But at least they would have did it. The NFL, you already know how I feel about y'all. You guys are pieces of shit anyway. <laughs> that's important 100% like 100% I agree. agree with that your view is correct on this 100% <laughs> I and this who knows I protested I did not want to watch I did not watch any sports yeah. until mm-hmm. the finals because I was pissed it felt dumb of me to be so involved in all these things going on and to then say ah oh, well let me just waste an hour of my time or two hours of my time and watch a game to get my mind off everything because that's what everybody else is doing that's all this game is allowing you to do mm-hmm. is to ignore what else is going on in the world and in america right now and they know that like, yeah. and like you said they too know that, uh, but they also know they're trying to catch a check yeah and like you said too if the nba did it the rest of the leagues would have did it because we see jacob blake as soon as you know when jacob blake got shot in milwaukee um, and the Bucks decided to pro, uh, boycott, and then you know the rest of the NBA players and teams decided to boycott. Then you saw it in you know the MLB. Then you saw you know in soccer. So NBA is a trend-setting league, and like you said, if NBA would have did it, other leagues would have done it as well. Madi, what's your biggest negative? I just want to add that I think also the danger with the NBA coming back, not so much. I feel like some people like you can watch basketball and still think and know and you're aware of the issues that are like still going on in the world and you can like compartmentalize and whatnot but I think the danger is where we go back to this normalcy and I think that is like oh well basketball's back on so everything else is going to go back to normal and I think that is what is dangerous so yeah I agree I was disappointed in the NBA coming back but once it was back I was like well you're here I might as well enjoy some of it uh confession anyways uh my downest moment i think that 2020 would have to be goes back to our kings and queens uh the response i think it has to go with the stimulus and i think actually if we're going to talk about what i think is a huge slap in the face is the 600 dollars that they were beefing about like we got, what, $1,200 in March or April? I can't remember. And then how many people lost their jobs? How many people lost some form of income, whether it was you took sick leave or now you lost your job because your job can't afford it? Restaurants, just a bunch of people are without money and their regular stability and one check of $1,200 and then like almost eight months later, your solution is $600? Like, that to me is one of those moments that Lamont was just talking about. Like, let's see how stupid these people can be. And like, oh, y'all are convicting about things. Here's $600. And $600 is going to do what? Like, it's going to back pay one, 
people aren't paying six hundred dollars for rent. Yeah. If you have family, no, definitely like, not. <laughs> I just don't I know wish. what six hundred dollars. That to me is a huge slap in the face, and now it's been really, really frustrating to watch just our response to everything. And I get what you say, like these are kings and queens, but for right now, like this is the government that technically we reside in this nation and we should be working as a community. Like you said, like we just saw they don't give a shit about it because if not, at the very least, $600 could have been talking about that in the summer, not December and then almost like compelling a, another government shutdown. So and that's the only reason they passed that. <laughs> right, exactly. So the government wouldn't shut down. Exactly. Mm-hmm. These are the people who you expect me to believe have the vaccine. Okay. These people I, who think $600 is a, okay. This I want to think CDC is doing their job. I kind of have to hope because if I don't have that hope, I feel like hope is the last to go. I will say this about the vaccine. Am I going to be one of the first ones in line to get it? No. Am I going to wait maybe several months? And you know, Let me see if you guys convert it into something, you know, if you guys are acting funny. I'll let people go first, but if... And I'm also going to do my own research before I take the vaccine to make sure. All like, I got to do is shut your bank account down. The same bank account that I could upload 1200 in, that same button. All I got to do is press it and say, you no longer have access to this until you come in and get a shot. And boom, you're going to take a shot. Checkmate. It's not that difficult. It's more easier than we think. It's just we can't be that aggressive because then you realize how oppressive it is. But, you know, they got to move a little bit smoother than that. And I'll help them move smoother, but they just got to cut me a check. But I'll help them move extremely smooth. I never even know. Me with them, the people would never know what the hell is going on. But all I'm saying is this, and I like the fact that you refer to them as our kings and our queens because this shit's going to catch on. But (laughs) if these people didn't care to give aid or whatever the case is to people, individuals, families, small businesses, they gave you 600 at the end just to make it seem like something, right? And we sit here and we go, Oh, these people got the vaccine. They got our best interest. They don't. They don't even care about you enough to keep you afloat. Okay? They gave you 1200 at the beginning because they had no choice because everything happened so abruptly. But don't think they wanted to do that. That was nothing that they ever wanted to do. And then throughout the summer, right, like if you was paying attention to where they was really at it, a lot of small businesses got impacted. And I'm an independent contractor on things and I'm a very small business myself and shit got wonky, for real, for real. Once again, there's an, a constant attack on independence because we all want to point to the stock market doing so well as an indication that we're doing well as a country. It shows me how intellectually behind my beautiful American brethren and sisters can actually be because that is not indicative of what's happening to small mom and pop shops. That's what's happening to large multinational corporations who, if you're so independent, why do you need investors and stockholders, Mr. Independent? So stop fronting around like you're independent when you're really not. These people take our money to run things. It's the independent mom and pop shops that were really hurt. And these people didn't give a lending hand to any of them. I mean, sure, some forgiveness loans, PPP, things like that. But once again, in the business world, that was the equivalent to a $1,200 check. It, but if you're not in business and if you're not looking at that, you don't know that. But those little small things was equivalent to giving everybody a $1,200 check and figure it out for the rest of a couple months. And that's just a slap in the face. But once again, moving forward, if we still choose to believe in these people, if we still choose to believe in this system, if we still choose to believe, 
I know as we get older, it's easy to go to feel sophisticated when you sip tea and things like that. You read the paper. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel like you're getting older. But you, you, just because you're getting older don't mean you're getting wiser. You're getting stupider, right? <laughs> the whole goal is to, like, get older and accrue more knowledge and become more more wise, not slowly but surely give up your essence or your soul or who you are and what you believe in to succumb to ideology that you don't believe in. And if this whole pandemic or the scandemic, as some people call it, if this whole thing didn't show people that, once again, our elected officials, man, they don't care about us. And we need to care about each other. Yeah, I think the whole pandemic was, you know, poorly handled from the get-go. Not closing, you know, the borders, not people to still go out, not, you know, doing a national shutdown. I think it was just, you know, the money that they gave. I think it was just a terrible, so I'm glad you did bring that up, Mike. It was just a terrible way to handle it. You know, we're not going to throw no party under the bus. I think, you know, both parties could have done a better job, but... I think that, you know, definitely poorly, poorly handled. Before we wrap this up, any other takeaways from 2020? We stay in positive. I got a couple. I got a couple. Yeezy running for a president, man. <laughs> hey, listen, at least he's got his mustache. That's you true. Know? That's true. So, you know, we started on a positive note somewhere. Yeezy running for president. To me, I think that's a lot more telling, and it's going to be a lot more telling in the future. I think Trump and Yeezy doing what they're doing, no matter how you feel about them, I think moving forward in the future, you're going to see random people get involved in politics, people like AOC and things like that. Like, I think you're going to see people, like, yeah, it's Trump and it's Kanye. These are kind of the big ones, but it's only a matter of time before you see little Sarah Lee out of Wisconsin with a passionate political message that's going to run. It's mm-hmm. only a matter of time before we see Bob, whoever run. Who mm-hmm. knows? You know, if the check is right, I might run. Yeah. I don't know. Go ahead. But, <laughs> yes, I was going to say, kind of big, sort of, in 2020, was the royal family actually, like, saying deuces and coming to California. Harry and Megan. I thought that was just interesting. It says a lot. Maybe we are Maybe this is the unification of <laughs> the was it UK. Interesting because of the royal family coming over here, or was it interesting because we just took refugees without question? Mm. Immigrants mm. without question. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> dropping gems, dropping gems. <laughs> but thank you all. Thank you all for joining me. Wait, Definitely wait, a great conversation. Ryan has something to say. Why are you trying to cut Ryan off? What kind of host is this, Ryan? Oh, Ryan, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I just wanted to point out, because we talked about politics, but we didn't talk about, like, you know, RBG died and just mm. um, our, yeah. our Supreme Court being completely changed. And that's, like, something that is not elected and it's given and it's given for life. And that's something that... 2020 is going to have a lot of things that have changed the world for a long time, but it's also going to have a million of things that just kind of were a headline and went away. But that's something that's actually going to have a lasting effect on yep. our country as a whole. Presidents come and go, but those justices stay until they die. Yep. We so, stuck with them. So that's I thought that was kind of a lasting thing that kind of went under the rug that like was talked about a lot when it happened and kind of leading up to it. But it's not going to be talked about again until Biden uh, stuffs the courts. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, we... wait, wait, wait. I do want to give a shout out. And I do want to give a plug. plug. I wasn't paid for this. But the great people over there. Shout out to Unity. 
I don't know if you guys know about Unity.com, beautiful platform, but it teaches VR, AR, it teaches advancement in games and things like that. When it, they were a paid-for platform, and then when um, the whole pandemic happened, I was originally sitting around just in the house bored, trying to figure out something to learn, like I always like learning and reading. And then I found this platform, Unity. We had to pay for it. It was a little expensive for me, so I kind of scrapped the idea. Literally, like, in my brain, I said, damn, this would be cool, but I'm not going to spend all this money to pay for this. I just don't have it. And as I'm having that thought, literally, like, they sent an email out to everybody saying that their platform would be free throughout the duration of the pandemic. And then they came back around and said that they're going to make it free just forever because they understand empowering others is empowering the world and it's empowering their company. I just think it's a beautiful platform for those who are interested in learning how to, you know, game, make mobile games, real games, 3D games, video games. I mean, the information is literally free. All you have to do is have a laptop. You got to download their system or whatever the case is. And they teach you these things as long as you're willing to put in the work. But the fact that they did that and it's free, I just think that's a beautiful company for making that decision. I think a lot of people should look at what they're doing over there and they should make that um, because they're giving individuals the opportunity to empower themselves. And they understand that the information that they have can be a financial burden on those who want to learn the information and just don't have the financial resources to learn it. And so by them identifying that and just making it to where you can understand the basics of what they're doing. Now, if you want to get more advanced, I think it's other things. But to build something, to create something, to play with it, things like that, they have left the platform completely free. And I just want to give a huge shout out to them. They deserve to be credited and they deserve to get their flowers. Whoever's over there running the show, beautiful people, phenomenal people, keep doing what you're doing because you are making an impact in the world with that decision. Not only with me, uh, I've turned a lot of people on to that platform. I know kids who are using it right now. I know older people who are using it right now just to have fun, be creative, learn a new skill. And who knows, you might be able to come out the scandemic with the ability to build AR games since we are moving into a more digital world. It's just a beautiful platform. So I would encourage everybody to at least go check it out, spread the word to anybody who's interested in that type of information. It's 100% free. And they are the game engine that a lot of your mobile games are built on top of. So they're not just some you know, small rinky-dink company doing something. This is like one of the top dogs in their space doing this. Real, real positive. I really like to see that from any company. So yeah, yeah shout out Thank to you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, I know we lost a lot of people in uh, 2020, but I have to be, you know, I have to mention Chadwick Boseman, the Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. That was another shocker. That was a huge one that hit me hard as well. So, I mean, we can't mention everybody. We had a, the Autumn Aubrey to happen as well. Um, it was a lot of different, you know, things in 2020 to happen, but we got to take the positive, take the negative, and hopefully 2021 is a bounce back year for all of us. Thank you guys for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. Um, happy holidays. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. How can we wrap up without looking forward to what are we looking forward to in twenty twenty one? What do we want to see in the world? What do we want to see in the world of sports? Who do we want winning championships? I personally want to see the Nets get swept in the finals with LeBron <laughs> dunking on Katie's head. That's what I want to see. But what are we interested in seeing in twenty twenty one? Are we talking about personal? I mean, I'm personally just looking forward to, like, seeing my own net growth. And, like, I guess that can be said to the world that, like, tribulations build strength and things of that nature. So I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, individuals bounce back from a year as a whole. We talk about the government uh, giving us stimulus and bailing things out and stuff like that. 
But I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how individuals step up and bail themselves out and then help bail out their communities if they have the opportunity to do it. So, so I think that's going to be interesting. I think um, we all need to adopt a giving nature um, and be able to help our neighbor if no one else is going to step up and do it, we should take the responsibility on ourselves and stop waiting for someone else to do it. So I hope that we can adopt as a community as a well. whole. And the Giants win the World Series unexpectedly. It's going to be great. <laughs> I just want to see the Miami Heat running back with the Lakers. I need that for my, you know, my own morality. Go, <laughs> go ahead, Sarah Mati. <laughs> Miss me with that. <laughs> I will be looking forward to a 2 P, you know, back to back with LeBron. But I will also be looking forward to, and I hope, I hope the Rams get their heads together <laughs> and just get rid of Goff. He was a horrible draft pick when we drafted him. He's never improved. He had two good seasons when people didn't know their plays. Now they know them. He's trash. Get rid of him. I'm done. <laughs> it will be a better 2021 without him. Oh, shit. Wow. Going, going at a golf head. <laughs> I feel very strongly about this topic. <laughs> I see. I see. Go ahead. Go ahead, Marty. Go ahead, Marty. I honestly hadn't thought about 2021, but just off the top of my head, because the Dodgers won this year, the last time the Dodgers won, the year after, the A's won. So in my head now, the A's are going to win it this year. And honestly, I just hope no more major injuries in the NBA because yeah. I really miss Clay Thompson. That was a tough just injury player loss for the Warriors. But I injury-wise, I just hope no, like this is for all NBA teams because I feel all NBA teams suffer when a key player goes down. Yeah. I'm also, you know, I know it's about sports. You know, side note, I'm interested, you know, seeing how 2020 goes when the world open backs up how Joe Biden's going to handle this pandemic and all eyes are going to be on him and Camilla Harris going into January, February this year. So I think that's something, you know, um, we should look forward to as well. I just hope 2021 is better than 2020. If 2021 is worse than 2020, then we're all in for, you know, just, uh, <laughs> well, hopefully let's not put that out in the world. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys so much. Great episode. Couch talk. <laughs> <laughs>